Welcome to the Life Lifted Podcast, where we lift your mind, body, and soul with your hosts, Mike Molina and Chris Musser. You have found the number one up-and-coming fitness podcast in the world. <laughs> this is Life Lifted. On today's episode, uh, we start off the episode, we're talking about summer, how summer is ending, right? What we did for summer and catching up on life as usual. Um, and in the fitness portion of today's podcast, we continue our 10-part series on why you're not progressing in the gym. And today's topic is on sleep and recovery. We go over the benefits of getting enough sleep. We go over reasons why you can't sleep. And we obviously go over the solutions of what you could do in order to help your recovery and your sleep. Welcome to the show. Is this on? It is on. It's on. Like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Where's that from? I have no idea. Is, is that, that a song? It's from a movie. No, it's from a movie. Isn't it? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, how's life been, Mike? It's It's been good. It's summer. It's summer. Our summer break. We had a little summer break. Yes. We even had a summer break from the podcast, by the way, guys. Not necessarily. It wasn't. We didn't mean to do that. But we were ahead in, in, in podcast, so we decided to take a little breather. And then I was traveling. Chris was doing his thing. So tell but tell us more. Like, you went away for, was it two weeks? It was two weeks. I went away for two weeks. I was van lifing. What kind of van? It was a Sprinter, so it was a Mercedes Sprinter. Um, it was like it was like twenty feet long, but it had everything in it. I think I did. I show you pictures. I didn't show you pictures, huh? I don't think I've I should seen probably show you pictures. But I mean, I, I saw the outside, but I haven't seen the inside yet. It was. I mean, I had a shower, hot, cold shower. Obviously, had a full-on kitchen. Uh, had a sink, had a restroom, queen-size bed. Um, so it pretty much had. It was a house. It was a house on wheels. You ever done anything like that? Would you want to do it? I, it sounds amazing. It was amazing because see the thing is you're able to see so much. Yeah, you mean like so it's like I we started here. Um, it was a bunch of nature and you know nature stuff, not really so much cities. We started here, went all the way, pretty much all the way to the borderline of Washington, right? So we passed Oregon, and then from we most of our time was in Oregon, so we saw a lot in Oregon, Central Oregon, coastal. Uh, went all the way to the coast and then came back down the coast. Uh, hit like I don't know, like five national parks. Awesome, right? A bunch of hiking. Um, it was it was tiring though. Yeah, I was tired. I was well, tired. Really? Like towards the second <laughs> half of the trip, I was exhausted. I was like, all right, this is because remember that wasn't necessarily like a vac. It was a vacation, but also it was like adventuring and and hiking and doing all this. So you get tired of doing that, you know? It's it's it's, it's a lot on your body essentially. Yeah. But it was fun, man. I, it, I've always wanted to do it. Is it kind of like having an RV, but like a mini version? It's like a mini version of an RV. Yeah. It's way better because I get to park in like, you get to park where any other car would park. Like we would yeah. go to the grocery store and just park, we would just park oh. like a regular, you know, like a regular car. So we didn't have to worry about like looking for parking or anything And you like could that. cook, we shower. Cooked, showered, restroom. Nice. Slept. Um, That's probably the way I'd want to do it if I... Did a trip like that. It was awesome. I mean, literally, we were literally living living out of a van. Um, I always want to do it. I want to do it in Iceland. I told my girlfriend, I was like, we should do a van life oh. trip in Iceland. Like, oh. I, that would be something. Like, just go through all of Iceland. I have a road, I have a road trip itinerary already. Yeah. <laughs> do but, you feel like you, um, like, because you got a way that it helped you, like, you know, or you said you felt kind of exhausted. Like I felt which, exhausted, but it did, it did help me. Um, I mean, you always need a reset, you know, you like, you always need that, that little, that, that time to reset and like think about certain things, right. In terms of my business and things like that. Like it gave me time to, to just step away from that, even though I kind of still worked on the trip. Like for example, like on Saturdays or Sundays, I would go through some of my clients programs, right. And update them. If I have to update them, I would check in still, 
So it's like I wasn't fully off, but yeah. I was off enough where it was like, okay, still felt like I wasn't drowning in work. Yeah. Right. So definitely I think that everybody should always awesome. you know, take some time off. Yeah. Um, for your mon- for your own mental health, man, because it, it gets to you. I try to do at least one week in a month where I take off, but I need to do better with the week, like taking a whole week, a deload. <laughs> a deload, huh? A deload week for off of life. Yeah, a but deload. I get that next week. I'm going to go there to North go. Carolina to see my family. That's right, huh? Yeah. You didn't really have a summer, huh, Chris? I did not. I went have, on no. my trip. I went to my mom's. I also went to Catalina Island. Um, went to Yosemite before my actual trip, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's your first, your first major trip, I guess, right? It is. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, in my mind, I had this ideal of what I was going to do this summer, but I just kind of got caught up in work, you work, see, literally what we're talking about right now, work, life, everything. Um, you know, it just, yeah, you got to plan these things out. And I just did not come up with a plan and was just riding the wave of the summer. Mm-hmm. So you excited? Yeah, I am excited. Uh, I went for the holidays for Christmas, New Year. That's almost almost a year, Chris. It's already, what, September? We're in September already. Yeah. That's that's a long time. No, my my parents live on a golf course, and they, uh, you know, every time I, when I was there in December, it was like eight degrees. It was so cold. I remember, I remember seeing your post. They have a really nice outdoor situation, and so... I think it's it's going to be a good chance for me to kind of enjoy the life that they get to live in Retire North Carolina in most of the year because during the holidays you can't really go outside and enjoy mm. everything that they've they've got set up. So it'll be a it'll be nice. I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward I'm to saying, it. I've, I've never been out there. I would want to go out there. Yeah, it's a beautiful state. Yeah, it's I mean, there's a lot beautiful. of things. I mean, if you know me, I, I already have a bunch of nature stuff that yeah. I would want to do out there. You go to the Appalachian <laughs> Trail. There you go. See, there's a lot of things that I've been wanting to do. But damn, that's cool. When do you leave? Uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah. Then until Wednesday. Until Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, it should be nice. It should so, be good. Yeah. You're finally summer. Um, but yeah. well, summer's almost over. I know summer. Damn, it went by it's, fast it's, this year. It went by so fast. I feel like I didn't. I don't know. I enjoyed my summer, but I feel like there's so much that I, else that I wanted to do that I didn't get to do. Same. I know I had like all these ideas and things that was like what I thought my summer was gonna be, and it just. It was a weird summer. It just turned out to be a little bit different than I know. what I expected. I wasn't expecting to be a millionaire by now, but you know, <laughs> that didn't go as planned. Anyways, <laughs> no, but I feel like a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I feel you. You always get this like misconception of like this skewed view of people's summers that are like, damn, what, what am I doing? Right? I don't know if you guys feel that way, but sometimes I, I see these people, you know, out and about, not necessarily partying and stuff, but like they, you know, going to these different places. And I'm like, I'm over here trying to grind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I maybe I should be easing off a little bit but anyway we got well it's interesting i mean in the fitness business summer is typically slower it is the slowest a lot of people are on vacations and you know we own our own businesses so um you know that just means we either work really hard leading up to summer which is still something that we're learning to like balance out the seasons or you grind during the summer too just to keep you know things going float so um, I think that's a big piece of it. Like we're on our own little learning journey with, that's true. with this that's business. True. I mean, last year I, I did get a glimpse of that. It's funny because last year I got a glimpse of of how, I mean, if there's any other trainers out there listening, um, you guys can relate, right? You, you have, I mean, like any job, any job, you have the busy months, right? Slow months. Uh, for us, obviously, the beginning of the year is always busy. Summer kind of dies down because people go out on vacation, things like that. Um, speeds back up again, but then it dies again in like the holidays. Yeah, so it's a little tough, but it's like I mean I feel like my brother because I was talking to my brother and he same thing he he right now he's I mean he wants to do like uh, 
commercial fleet uh, type of things, right? So he's like, yeah, it's really busy, and then it dies down. He's like, once winter hits, he's like, I might have like no work because well, snow and all this other stuff, and I'm mm. out in uh, Utah and all that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not alone, I guess. But uh, it is a learning curve. So you definitely have to know how to how to get through through the 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 rough times, right? <laughs> the rough patches. Yeah. Um. And summer is definitely one of them. That's the reason I was able to go on my vacation, though, on my two-week trip. Because, I mean, a lot of my clients were out on their vacations. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay here for, for just, I mean, That's I wouldn't awesome. mind, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, if my my clients, my my sessions for the week are cut down into half, well, it's like, okay, well, I might as well enjoy something myself. Yeah. So that's why I was able to go. You go know, California there. also has kind of a fake summer because where the rest of the country, it's getting warm in like April, May, June. We got May, gray, June gloom. Yeah, June, it's kind of yeah, like June is like, this you, summer you, sucked, feel, though. You, you feel like you're like back into uh, like when, like not winter, but it's like, it's just weird. June is just a really weird month here. So it's kind of like, gloomy and depressing and it cold is, it is true June and then as soon as you hit july it's like boom okay now it's hot like immediately and it's like sunny hot out of nowhere for a little bit and it's like okay summer's here we got it like it's it's Go just a beach. weird it's just it's like a very weird it's not anything i've been used to because i grew up with all of the seasons all seasons yeah we don't even so, have seasons here it, every i should be used to it by now but it still kind of freaks me out how it goes like so extreme from like cloudy and cold to like all of a sudden sunny and hot it is, it is, I mean, it's still one of the most, I guess, what do you want to call it? People come here for the weather. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't, obviously, it doesn't rain like crazy. Although, I don't know, lately it's been. Yeah, we got some rain. Yep. Some heavy rain. It doesn't snow or anything like that. No, no crazy, crazy weather out in SoCal. So, people are still coming to enjoy the weather. But, it's funny because me from being, being here and growing up, I want to experience, like, well seasons right? like you said mm-hmm. like yeah. right now fall's coming up and i've been telling my girlfriend like we should go somewhere to experience fall because la fall is, doesn't even exist it's not a fall <laughs> it's yeah. not even a fall it's like i want to see you know vermont i don't know new hampshire somewhere it's like where it's like i could see actual colors um and then i go up to my mom sometimes in utah for for the winter so i could see like experience snow, snow. right yeah Cause we don't get none of that here in socal you know we did get a hurricane though oh that's right we <laughs> got a hurricane what, like two weeks ago <laughs> That, that, was, was that was not crazy. a hurricane. That was not a hurricane. If you guys live in Soka or in LA area, it yes, you guys probably heard about it on the news. If you're not, it was just an ordinary rain. It was like drizzling. I didn't even. I don't know about you, Chris, but I didn't, that was not a hurricane, man. It, well, it weakened a lot by the time it got here. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. Obviously. Well, I did see. It. That's funny you say that because in San Diego, obviously we're not that far from San Diego. Um, it did. That looked more like a hurricane, at least from what I saw. Huh. It looked like more like, you know, it's like the winds were really strong. You could see people like it was bad. Um, and then obviously we're not that far. We're two hours away. Um, it definitely weakened a lot because that was not the case here. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I learned from living in Florida and being through a lot of hurricanes is that storm, once it got going, it's it went through really fast. So that's an advantage. I've lived through hurricanes mm. that have lasted like three days. Damn. See, I can't, I can't, can't say that. So anyway... Uh, the, the, what we want to talk about today. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's talk about this episode today. This, this, I mean, I mean, um, there's a lot to talk about in this episode. I'm actually really excited for this episode, but, um, I definitely feel like we both have a lot to say, but I feel like you might have a little more to say on this, Chris. Yeah. I mean, right. my, my, I've been experimenting and experimenting. <laughs> doing a lot with recovery that that's kind of been my summer project actually. 
There you go. I've you been go. working on myself, not for this, but just trying out a lot of different things and failing and learning along the way. So I'm excited. So today's podcast is going to be on sleep and recovery. So if you guys have been following the podcast, you guys know that we have been doing a 10-part series as to why you're not progressing in the gym, why you're not progressing in your health, why you're not progressing in your fitness, right? Reasons why you feel stuck, reasons why you haven't been essentially moving that needle towards your fitness goals, right? Um, today's podcast is going to be about, well, sleep and recovery. So is, is there's there's so much to talk about um, in terms of sleep and recovery. And I feel like it's definitely something people don't really understand or they don't really think about because most of my clients that come to me and we start talking about their sleep they have like they had no idea how much of an impact it is on their goals what have you seen Chris yeah I mean I like one thing that I've learned is that this I can do all kinds of things to try to enhance my recovery but if I'm not getting my sleep then it's uh it's uh, everything i'm doing is just doesn't it's not working so like sleep is so foundational and i think you know we're going to kind of highlight some recovery tactics before we get into the whole sleep thing but i you know what what i found and what i've seen with so many people is like sleep is so like so critical yes there's definitely i mean there's there's i mean i have this one story where it's one of my clients um that's all we essentially worked on for him to actually start improving. Obviously, this, this is what we're talking about. But what I mean by that is, like, he came to me, and he would he 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 would work out. Like, he had no problem pushing himself. Like, he would you know he would push himself in the gym. He would he would be consistent as hell. Like, he would go into the gym without me as well, do do, do the, run the program and things like that. And I always wondered like. Well, why isn't he like, you know, it's like, why isn't he progressing? Like I see him like, you know, he's hitting the same ways, things like that. He's on the program. He's, everything's good. His eating was yeah, fairly good, you know. Um, but his, it had to do with his job. And I knew that because he was a nurse, right? So mm. he was a nurse. So he had yeah. those weird hours. Ugh. But every time, he, every time he would come in, he would be like, I would ask him like, how are you doing? Things like that, right? And we would work around the, we would work around his work where he, when he came in, he felt at least decent, right? Um, at least from what he told me verbally, right? But when he actually, when we actually started tracking his sleep and looking at how his sleep was, it's like, okay, well, you, you know, you say you feel fine, but you realize you just slept like five hours, right? He's like, well, yeah, well, sometimes I don't sleep that at all. <laughs> like, yeah. so for him, he, he, him, that did feel better than the two, three hours he would get off a shift, right, or whatever. So it's like we would come in and think five hours was good enough because that's what he thought was like what his body needed he thought that that was okay he thought that was fine right because a lot of people are like that i found that a lot of people they say they're good they're good they're like now nah, i'm fine because they get used to that feeling of tiredness they get used to that feeling of like no well this is just some this is just how i am this is my energy level i just need a little caffeine things like that right they're used to that so when we finally started addressing it um and having him sleep and i toned down the workouts right i not without telling him i just toned down the workouts had him do more lighter weights, mobility stuff, something that he could essentially recover better from, right? And um, just telling him that, hey, we really got to work on his sleep. To make the long story short, well, we started working on his sleep, actually took a day off of uh, resistance training, and he started actually getting better results just because because of that, just because we focused on his sleep and actually did less work, right? Um, just to prove to you guys of how, I mean, real-life example of how it benefits one to recover and to sleep, right, in terms of, of goals. And I think that's our first topic. I think we're going to go over some benefits, right, Chris, some benefits of mm -hmm. being able to yep. get sleep um, and why it actually helps to, um, in terms of like 
your goals and your fitness and not just fitness but just your health in general like why why it benefits you tremendously to get enough sleep and get enough recovery i think when that would I be think, our first topic i think one thing i've learned too is kind of doubling down on recovery helps increase the gains that you want to make in the gym whether it's you know weight um lifting more weight uh better cardio or even losing losing body weight all all of those like if you can double down on your recovery then um then that can have such a huge effect and you know there's i know we we're going to talk about some tactics briefly um besides sleep like there's hydration um life that's one thing i found is like the days that i'm not hydrated well oh man like i don't perform as well in the gym i don't perform as well in life and um my sleep the next that night actually suffers because of my hydration yeah definitely i've been there i've definitely been there no, no i won't say that like it's it's not noticeable like i'm not laying awake or that kind of thing but like i you know i use several devices to measure my my sleep at night and i can see like i had a really bad like i didn't sleep deep that night because of my hydration go into that because i i i i I know when I'm not sleeping because of just the way I feel, but that's because I'm really in tune with my body. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are out there that are necessarily not to the place where I'm at. Um, and you say you use devices, right? Yeah. So what, uh, talk a little bit more about that. Well, I'm I'm using two different things now. One is a whoop band, um, and that's, I wear that overnight. It measures um, my different stages of sleep. Is it a whoop band? Whoop. W-H-O-O-P. Whoop. Yeah. Um, so one thing that's been real interesting to me is like if I – Let's say I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at 6. I say in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm getting eight hours of sleep. Well, this thing is like, nope, you actually like, got seven. REM sleep. Yeah. That's well, not it. even REM. It's just like there's a lot of times that you wake up in the night and you don't remember it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what so I'm saying. Like, like that deep sleep. Is that, was that where you Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's light, REM, and deep. And, yeah. and then there's awake. And I didn't realize like throughout the night I'm waking up like a total of an hour between More going to sleep and then throughout the night so that's that that's really interesting and then i have another device that i use in the morning that's a chest strap that i wear just to measure my over my recovery um heart rate variability those kinds of things um and so those it tracks your heart rate is that what you're saying what it does is it measures first thing in the morning it looks at my heart rate variability so i don't want to get too deep on the rabbit hole but basically it's the variation between your heartbeats yeah. and um that's a key indicator of your um, central nervous system and how well you've recovered. Okay. So, um, you know, a lot of devices now that are measuring, even the whoop does that overnight. So it's, I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down with that, but basically like I get two different numbers from yeah. these two different devices on my recovery and my sleep. Um, so I just, you know, it's been one of those things that I've, I've learned a lot and hydration has been really key. Like the days that I'm dehydrated, I wake up, I'm not recovered and I can feel it. Like, I know, like, those days I wake up and I'm just like, man, I don't feel great today. I'm like, I slept maybe six and a half hours. But if I would have just had more hydration the day before. Water, yeah. yeah. And I know we're, we're, I think we have another episode. We have about a whole that episode too. actually coming up so, on just hydration. Like, a lot of people don't understand how big and how much of an impact it is that we actually decided to make it a whole episode. So we'll talk more about it uh, in an upcoming episode. But we've talked about um, food and how that can affect just, you know, we, we did two episodes on that and eating. But, you know, we that that's another thing, especially carbs. I know I've shared my story about 
um, cutting back on carbs and how that affected my sleep. Like you want to talk a little bit? I mean, yes. I mean, we talked about it. Yes. So carbs is a, is a, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how important it is to have carbs in your system when you're working out. I mean, in general, a lot of people go towards that. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, well, it's not, it's not non-essential, whatever. It's like, well, if you're working out to the point, you know, if you're working out, doing exercise, things like that, it actually, I think so. And I'm going to say, I think so. It actually is essential, right? Because I mean, we both have stories on this, but carbs are essentially your main fuel source your body's main fuel source right to, to simplify things this is it's what use it's what gets used up right when you go work out you you, you get depleted of glycogen right your glycogen stores right so with it to not over, to oversimplify it pretty much you get depleted of something right and when you eat carbs right you essentially regain that right i don't want to go into the science because i want to lose people but does that make sense it's like the gas tank is yeah, empty and you yeah. gotta fill it so back you're emptying up. up right you're getting you're using up the fuel right the fuel are the carbs right so when you leave a workout you're depleted of that glycogen you're depleted of all that that is needed right for you to function right that fuel like chris said um so if you're not if you're not eating enough carbs before or after a workout you will feel it and that's actually me right now i told you right so i'm tracking um right now i i want, have a specific goal in mind so that's why that's when i track and I'm hitting my protein goal. I'm hitting my fats goal. I'm hitting everything, my fiber, everything. The only thing I'm not hitting is actually my carbs. And it's funny because it's like I always thought that, uh, you know, it's like I actually have a pretty high-carb diet, which I do, but I actually need more than what I thought because mm. I've been feeling a little groggy. I've been feeling a little tired. My workouts have been not the best. And I'm like, now that I'm tracking, I'm realizing that, damn, I'm like, I'm really under-consuming carbs and I'm I'm dealing the price. Like, I feel how bad. I like I just don't feel the same. I feel that I'm not as energized. I feel like my workouts are suffering slowly, but it's like all that because I'm eating, I'm not eating enough carbs. Yeah. I, because I, of that. I can definitely relate to that. I mean, part of what I've been working on this summer, I've been doing some pretty intense martial arts training on Wednesday nights and uh, Sundays. And I had to play around with my meal time because the training falls a little bit later at night. It's from seven to nine, which is nine o'clock. So usually my bedtime so I, the first thing I did was I would eat like way early and then I would go to training and then come home and try to go to bed, but I couldn't fall asleep and I couldn't stay asleep. Mm-hmm. So I finally figured out <laughs> that I need like a high carb meal after, um, that training. And now like kind of fix my, my sleep issue and falling asleep. There it is. So, Didn't you have another one that where you were like, you, you switched out your eggs for your oatmeal or something like that? That was, yeah, that was a couple months ago. Right, I, same thing, I, right? Yeah. And I had like zero energy after I cut the oatmeal out. Which yeah, so you needed that you needed that extra carbs, it's huge, man. It's huge. I, it's one of the things. One thing that I tell my clients: um, yes, you need a post-workout shake. Uh, well, not okay. Let me rewind here. You need to consume something, right, to fuel your body, right? F- food is fuel. And yes, I want them to consume protein, but now I always tell them, like, yes, I want you to have your protein in your whatever you eat, but I definitely need you to consume some carbs. All right, I definitely. And when I started telling them to do that. All of them, every single one of them, 100% success rate where they're like, I feel better. I feel better right away. Like, because sometimes you leave your workout, you're a little tired, right? And then you can consume protein and you'll feel better, but it's not the same as consuming some some type of quick carb, you know, right after the workout. You just, you just, it brings you back to life. And I could, yeah. it happens to me every single time. But I think it's really important to have that um, in a post, in a post-workout I meal agree. or shake yep. or whatever it is, I believe so. It's like, obviously, I mean from work right you could have like work stress relationship stress you could have life stress you could have just 
anxiety, obviously, that a lot of people have because of, you know, certain things. Um, even dieting. Even, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, dieting itself. Like the itself, stress it puts on your out. body. Yeah, gen- yeah, in general, working out. Also, just working out, man. Working out is a stress, which leads us to the next one. Overtraining, yep. right? Overtraining. Training, I've always said this, working out is literally a stress on your body, right? And that's the way that's the way your body adapts. It adapts to that stress. So working out is a good stress, but it could, like anything else, it, too much of one thing, it, I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing, right? It could turn into a bad thing. So overtraining is a huge one that I see. A lot of, most. this happens to most people that are barely beginning because they just think like, hey, I'm going to go all out and, you know, I'm going to just train hard. And I've also seen this happening to very experienced lifters, right? Like ourselves. I think I fall into overtraining a lot. I'm not going to lie. I, w- I always tell my clients. I mean, I program better for my clients than I program for myself because I think I can handle so much. But I have fallen into the into that trap where it's like, okay, for where I'm at right now in my life with the stresses of my life, the stresses of my of my job, whatever, I'm, uh, I fall into the trap of just overtraining and doing too much at the moment. Right? That's That exactly is what happened to me this summer. I, I do four strength training days. And I am decided that I'm doing a conditioning certification and I really want to work on improving my conditioning. So on top of my four strength training days, I was doing five to six conditioning workouts. And I thought that because I'm learning about a little bit more about recovery through my conditioning certification, I thought I could kind of hack my recovery. <laughs> biohack. And hey, biohacking you know, is a real thing, though. I will basically, say that, but you have to know what's Yeah, doing. basically I maybe had one rest day if not that uh you know i was going like six or seven days with activity no rest day huh and let me tell you mike i mean wow i got hit really hard that weekend (laughs) of the hurricane i like uh my body just shut down i thought i was getting sick i wasn't but um it was i i hit a wall and i was like i i knew i knew something really really bad was going on i had overtrained way too much and it's weird because like I've lost all um, desire for any physical aesthetics. This is more about my performance now, mm. and um, which is a, a different kind of goal for me. And I'm super driven on the performance side of it. There you go. But um, I think, you know, it's easy to get overly ambitious. And the other piece I learned is I wanted to get to a goal quicker than what I should be looking at. So, you know, it's like one of those things I think overtraining sometimes happens when, when you're like, you want to be in a future state faster. We think more is better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just got to get as much in as I can so I can get to this goal as quickly as possible, which is not always the case, which in most things I like, I like to use the example with my clients where it's like, look, we need to do essentially the right amount of work, right? We need to do the, the, the right dose of work, right? I say that because I, I tell them, I'm like, look, when you go to the hospital, we go to a doctor, right? And say you're sick and the doctor's going to prescribe you a certain dosage of that medicine, right? Taking more of that dose that is prescribed does not mean you're going to get better <laughs> faster. It does not yeah. mean you're going to heal faster. It does not mean, it doesn't matter of fact, it actually means you could overdose and get, do something. It could go it could go bad, right? People have literally died from overdosing in certain meds, right? Just because they thought more was better. Same thing with exercise. Same exact thing with exercise. Just because you're doing more does not mean it's better. There's a right amount of dosages, right? There's, amount, there's the right amount of training that you need to do to elicit essentially the results that you get, right? Which is... Again, going back to the story that I told in the beginning or, or a couple couple minutes ago where it's like I had to change my client's training to less, which actually made him which actually made him more results, right? Produce more results. Yep. So it's like as a trainer, we always do that. We always have to figure out what's going on in people's life, things like that. 
like this was the stress and everything and we have to adapt the training to that and i feel like a lot of people don't understand that i didn't understand that for a while where it's like i wouldn't adapt my training to what i was going through i wouldn't adapt my training to other stressors in my life but again we're gonna have a whole episode on that um essentially the next episode yep so i was one of the things that i was i was doing um like with hacking my recovery is you know using some supplementation and that's another like recovery tactic they can work. I was, I mean, magnesium has been a huge game changer, game changer for me, um, that I take it at night. I can see a difference that it makes. Um, I was, uh, you know, electrolytes also because yes. it's summer, I'm sweating a lot. Those really made a big impact. And from your workout, people, you deplete a lot of electrolytes, which most yeah. people know. And magnesium is actually one of them. So that's why Chris is mentioning magnesium. But that's one of the big ones. But magnesium, potassium, and sodium are the three main electrolytes that you, your body needs in order to replenish, right? Those are the three main ones. Um, and I actually take a supplement that contains those three, right, in a pretty high dosages. Um, but um, Element T, by the way. So Element T, you've had Element T, right? Yeah, I use yeah, that, so, yeah. But yeah, magnesium definitely you used it more than i have because but you say you just you, you it's amazing right definitely f- you feel a lot better you're able to sleep a lot yeah. more i I, yeah. I tell my clients definitely to to, it's, to take it it's one of those things that it's it's like it, you you don't necessarily feel the effects right away but over time you start to notice um things and so you know for people who are um wanting to have deeper restful sleep um that i, I really like that one yeah, definitely. Vitamin D, too. I think I like telling yep. my clients a lot of vitamin D. Vitamin D because a lot of us, and I said us because I include myself, a lot of us don't get enough sunlight, right? That's yeah. a, a big source of where you get your vitamin D from is the sun, and a lot of us do not. We're just indoors, right? We're, we're working inside, and we don't get enough vitamin D, and sometimes that being deficient in that makes you feel you know drowsy and sleepy and not have enough energy, right? So by supplementing with vitamin D alongside with, with, uh, with magnesium, um, I've heard and I've actually told a lot of my clients uh, to take it. I take vitamin D. I don't necessarily take too much magnesium, um, but I definitely feel the difference when I take my vitamin D. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important just to point out because, uh, you know, I've learned this lesson several times the past couple of months is you can't out supplement bad recovery, bad sleep. So, oh, yeah. This is just, you know, sleep ultimately is it's like the foundation of everything. I, I, the more I try different things, like the sleep has just been. Sleep is up there. It's the number one. I mean, that's what we're going to go over. I mean, we're, we're mentioning all episode. these things. Yeah, we're mentioning all these things, guys. So you, you guys, all these all these things help and aid. But the, the biggest thing, the big, you know, the big overall one that we're going to talk about is sleep. Because sleep is like the biggest one that impacts, I mean, everything. I mean, we sleep one third of our lives. Have you heard that? Literally one third of your life, you're asleep. So imagine if you well, don't get enough sleep. Imagine you're not, you're, one third of your life is, is, is insane to think about. Yeah. That is crazy that it's that much. I mean, I guess our body needs, you know, our body needs that process. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, I mean, I feel like that's what we should talk about right now. Um, so obviously we're, we're going over some things, but I feel like let's 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 go over some of the f- benefits that getting enough sleep um, has for you. What are the benefits? Why why does it help, Chris? Why are we talking about? It? Why are we even doing this? Like, what are the things that that make it so impactful? What do we get from sleeping enough? What do we get from recovery enough? Well, I mean, we we the whole point of this series is that you're hitting some plateaus in the gym, and so having bad sleep it can really kind of make those plat those plateaus or things to overcome more challenging. Like, like you're getting sick, 
you know Ooh, this is I, that's a good a, one it's a number this one reason one. a lot of new clients that i get one of the the main reason when i ask them if you were doing something before like a workout or something you were training on your own what was the biggest reason that you stopped and i'll say 90 percent of them said i got sick I got sick yeah, yeah. I have, I have, yeah, I have stories. Same thing with some clients. I have a client in particular who was getting sick a lot, um, and he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't necessarily overtraining because I mean he would only come and see me once and then work out on his own. But um, same thing, his sleep, his sleep was off. But he did have a disorder, and we'll get into probably a little bit of that. Um, we're not experts in that, but we'll get a little bit into that. Um, so he had an actual sleep problem so we did work on his sleep a lot which obviously we work in this podcast we'll go over some things that I let him know um towards the end of this podcast we'll talk about things that you could do to help you if you're not being if you're not able to sleep but in terms of this he 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 would get sick a lot and it was because of that it was because he just couldn't sleep so mm. when we actually worked on his sleep um it was hard he was a hard it was a hard one because again he had something actual medical right um but little by little with the help of his doctor and myself um, we were able to, um, I mean, he, 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 we were able to help him a lot that he was able to sleep a lot better, a lot more. And he, yeah, he definitely got, he definitely stopped getting sick so often. And I mean, often, I mean like he would be sick at least once a month, mm, wow. right? Like he would get sick a lot. So it's like some of you guys out there, if you, you know, if you get, if you're probably getting sick a lot and could be because you're just <laughs> not sleeping enough. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had this, I've had this happen to me too, where it's like, I'm, on my training i'm on my thing i'm like really like on my thing and i get sick out of nowhere and i feel like it was always after like a hard training session mm. right it probably yeah. was because i wasn't sleeping enough and i was overtraining. and i never i never put the two together until obviously now that i know a little more about it but in the past it never occurred to me that i was getting sick because i was overtraining and because i wasn't sleeping enough yeah like it was crazy i would work out like at midnight remember i'll tell you i would work, oh, yeah. I would work out at midnight i literally <laughs> would work out at midnight um, finish like at 2 a.m. and then I mean wake up the next day to go to school like at 8 a.m. and I would get sick and I never I never put the two together until I learned about it and now we're talking about it but that's yeah. great I mean I hopefully some listeners can benefit from what you had to learn I mean I've had some similar things along the way so we hope that you know by sharing our experiences it helps you see that as well because you would have never thought of that yeah so that's obviously one of them and um, helps you get sick less often right uh, benefit of sleeping um, another one that's a huge one. Um, I mean, re- re- it reduces your stress and improves your mood. Yeah. Mood is a huge one. I mean, who wants to be freaking walking around and hating the world? And <laughs> yeah, and I just, it's funny. Like the, I mean, with my schedule, there's definitely days that I get less sleep, and I notice the impact on. Well, yeah, it definitely impacts my mood. It impacts like my mental state, mm. my ability to handle stress, your ability the, you to know. make decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's frust and it's frustrating cause it's a little bit hard for me to control based on my work hours, but that's where I, you know, try on the days that I don't have that situation to really make sure I'm dialed in. Yeah. I'm definitely not as, I'm not as focused when I don't get enough sleep. I'm not my, it does improve your cognitive function, cognitive function, I mean, your, your, your probably, the way you think, the way your brain works, right? How fast you're thinking, the thing, how while you're processing things, right? So us as trainers, and we're, we're in front of somebody, if we're not up there, you know, if we didn't get our sleep and our cognitive function is not where it's supposed to be, let's say someone asks us a question, and it takes a little longer for us to answer, maybe because just because of that, your brain's not functioning at its full capacity because you're not, you're not, I mean, you're not getting that sleep, right? It could be affecting your job, it could be affecting your relationship, right? Just because of the way you respond to certain things, right? Maybe, I mean, we've all had that, right? A lot of us make, I don't know if you see that joke, but it's like. 
oh, like, you know, you get into to your, your girlfriend or wife or whatever responds a certain way. Um, and all she needs is like a little bit of sleep, right? Because she didn't get enough sleep and she's all all angry. But a lot of us have been there. Like, I'm pretty sure you've woken up, you know, if someone wakes you up from a nap or something. I mean, sometimes you're pissed, right? You're freaking mood. You're all pissed. Yeah. You're mad because you're like, damn, I need sleep. <laughs> I, I have a story about something else. This, so this actually happened to me this week. I Tuesday night, I had an, an opportunity for training that um, came up and I knew I was going to have like not as many hours as I wanted to. I think it may have been like, I was in bed for maybe six, six and a half, but total sleep was like five and a half. So I measure my heart rate every morning when I wake up now. Mm-hmm. Normally I'm low 60s. I was like 85. Damn. Yeah. And that was right when I woke up and I was like, wow, like this is really interesting. My heart's working. And later that morning after I had trained, I was, well, during my whole time of training, it was still high. It was like getting close to 100. I came home and I was doing some cleaning. I was like 120, 130, just cleaning my apartment. So um, that's one thing I've learned is when I have less sleep, my heart's definitely working harder um, all the processes in my body are like really kind of in a strained state. Like just think about that. Energy. Like all I'm looking at is my heart rate, but think about all the things like my organs, everything is just kind of working at a higher like capacity for that whole day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that brings us up to our next topic here where, I mean, or bullet point where, I mean, getting enough sleep and recovering enough, it, it does lower your risk of I mean, serious heart problems. Yeah. Right. Of, 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 of I mean, heart attack, diabetes as well. Right. Uh, heart diseases that that anything uh, cardiovascular wise um, it definitely reduces your risk of, of contracting anything like that because I mean a lot of people I read this study once I'm not going to quote it because I don't remember exactly but I, um, there was people who essentially I mean die from not getting enough sleep and it's because of their jobs right they did like this research thing forgot what kind of workers they had like i said i don't want to quote it because it's kind of very vague in my mind i probably should have brought it up and i'll probably bring it up maybe next time but people literally die from not sleeping because they're just like you said your heart's just working 24 7 your heart's going right it doesn't get that rest it doesn't get that breather you're and it just they just develop horrible problems for yeah. themselves, right? yeah i was i was really surprised at the effect it had on my body and then you know, my like we were just talking about my mood that morning. Uh, I couldn't like think as clearly. I came home and I was just not focused. It was really hard for me to to focus. So I was, you know, I I ended up taking like an hour nap, which is not what I normally do. But <laughs> it actually that actually reset things for me. My heart rate was a lot lower yeah, after that. A little bit of so. recovery. There you go. But. I mean, yeah, motivation. I mean, the motivation itself and energy um, to work out, right? Sometimes, if you don't get enough sleep or you don't recover um, enough, you, your motivation to essentially go work out and exert yourself is gone because you just don't feel like doing it, right? So there's been like times like that where it's like, damn, I just do not have the energy for it. I just, I just can't right now, right? And we all been there because it all just stems from you. If you would have got the extra hours of sleep, you would have been motivated to be able to go to the gym and right get those. Yeah. Meals. Let me ask you a question. So there's this whole like thing that's kind of come out in the influencer culture that we have where you get up like they're like, oh, you need to get up an hour earlier every day just so you can grind. Um, What do you think about that? Like uh, especially like if you're not really looking at what time you're going to bed. I mean, I I don't know. I I think it's I I don't know. I kind of have a problem with it. (sighs) See, it's like I don't. Okay, this is. 
let me answer this. I'm not in the middle, but it's like there's a lot of factors that go into this, right? When especially with working, when you work with a lot of people, you realize a lot of things, right? And like any good trainer would answer that question is, well, it depends. It depends on the person right. that you are. It depends who you are. It depends on what you do. It depends on what you work. It depends on how much you could handle. It depends on a lot of things, right? I say that because I, I mean, we're doing this, and I'm, we, I, I can consider myself part of that grind culture, but it's like I do it to, I do it in a way where it is healthy enough, right? So if I know I'm going to get up the next day or I know getting up earlier, you know, I would try to go to sleep earlier. It's very simple. But it's like a lot of them are like, no, I'm going to grind until, you know, until nighttime and then freaking get two hours of sleep. And then is that what the people you're talking about? Right? Because then that, in that case, those yeah. people, that thing's that's just dumb because one, like we just talked about, getting enough sleep pr- promotes better blood flow to your heart, to your brain, right? Better cognitive function. I have the best, my best work or my best things that I think about are always when, I mean, I'm well rested. I feel good. I ate good, right? It's all when I'm feeling a hundred percent. What kind of work are you going to produce when you're freaking not sleeping? Right? That's what I think about. Yes, you're grinding, but for me, my art, my value is what I provide to people, right? I work in an industry where it's like, I have to provide, to, have to give services to certain people. I want to give them the best quality services I can. If I'm out here, quote unquote, grinding, not sleeping, waking up at this time, right? And I don't have that sleep. What kind of service am I going to provide to them? Right? What kind of mood am I going to be to work with these people? So it's like, I like the, I like the, I like the, the concept of it of like, yes, like grinding and all this, but it's like, there's a way to do it. Or right. even from just a health perspective, even just glorifying getting up early to work out. I, well, that see again, it depends. It like, depends. If, if yeah. you're able to, I wish I could wake up early, Chris. Like I, ju- I generally wish I could wake up early to get a workout in. Like I, my, like this one time when I had classes, I had a class like at five a.m. Sometimes I would wake up to go work out before class, and it was amazing. It was the best feeling in the world, and I felt really good. And I'm not gonna lie, you feel like you're freaking better than other people because like I freaking got this, some people are brother working up, and I got a workout in, I got a class in. It does feel good, but I definitely had to sleep. I had to change my sleep schedule tremendously because when I first started that class, oh, I was, I was horrible. It was bad. Like I was sleeping at my regular time and it wasn't even bad. It was like nine, 10 o'clock. Right. But because I had to wake up so early to get to class, it completely messed me up. Mm. But I did like the, I, once I finally got my schedule going, going to sleep earlier, I did like the idea of me waking up before people like before, like just waking up early because it's true, Chris, it's true. Like if you wake up earlier, you do get stuff done. It's like, it's you, the way you could focus. Like not, a, not a lot of people are up. You're not distracted by other people. You're not distracted by people messenger or calling you. You're not distracted by, I mean, even if you go to the gym at that time, you're not distracted by as there's not as many people at the gym at that time. So there is a benefit to waking up early. There is a huge benefit. And a lot of people talk about it and I like it. Yes. The times that I was doing it, I feel like I got ahead of people. Just because I was able to do more as they were just waking up. Like I said, I would have a workout in. I would go to work. I would do some homework. And it was like, I don't know, 11. I had done all that and it was barely 11. Some people were waking up at that time, right? So it's like, I do like the fact. I do like the idea of it. But but what's in your control is what time you go yeah, to bed. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm saying like it so, depends. It's like, it, you know, so it depends. So what come, what, like, I guess it's like, what is better? Getting that early workout in or getting the sleep that you need? Like that's you know, a, a conflict that some people out there might have to face on a regular basis. Absolutely. I mean, it depends on, on what you want to do. I'm not going to say don't do it because sometimes, 
I mean, sometimes you just, you have to do that, man. You have to freaking grind. Like, I've been, I've had to, let's go back to school, talking about school. The only reason I was getting up like that was because of school, right? And sometimes I would do have to do homework and things like that, and I would get up extra early to be able to do something like that. So I guess it depends on what point in time you are in your life. So, like, maybe some, some you know, other entrepreneur out there who really needs to wake up at that time and grind at that time. In that moment in time, like, that's what they're working on, and that's what they want to do, and that's what they want, you know, their life. But this is a health-focused podcast, so in terms of, I'm answering, I'm answering both sides. Like, if yeah. I was, if this was a grinding, motivational thing, whatever, I would be like, you know what, Chris, nah, let's wake up early. Like, <laughs> even if you didn't sleep, that's your fault. You got to fix that. We got to freaking grind, right? But because I'm talking about, we're talking about health here, and we're talking about fitness here, and improving that, my answer changes a little bit, right? Because right. I'm basing it off that. Because I'm basing it off that, my health is more important to me than then you know then essentially waking up and grinding and doing something because at the same time my quality of work is going to be better once i'm actually well rested and that's what i look at i think um one thing i've learned is like we want these ideal circumstances to be a certain way in our lives and it's never like that so a big piece of what you have to do is manage around that and manage you know th- control what you can control and don't worry about those things that you can't like if you try to fall asleep and you can't fall asleep, like you can't, you know, that, that maybe there's something going on. You you know, it's that we're going to talk about some things that, you know, you can do to um, improve it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, the one thing I found is like control what you can and let go of what you can't. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of what I was alluding to right now. Right. That you mean control what you can control. Um, and the things that are out of our control. I mean, there's sometimes, I mean, that leads to a whole other topic right there, you know? It's like uh, being essentially – I also, like, I, I my brain's going right now. It's like just being – well, because it's like it leads to a lot of other things, like just being content with where you're at in life, right? It leads to a lot of other things that I'm thinking about. And, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, what are the things that we can control – leads us will lead us to, to the, our last topic here. But I want to talk about – before we get to that, I, I do want to talk about, like, what are the things – like, why can't people sleep? Because sometimes people are like, well, Mike – I mean, yeah, obviously I can't sleep or I'm not getting enough sleep, but it's like, I don't know why, right? So there's certain things that make it difficult for you to go to sleep. So before we talk about the That, re- that the can things, even be a source of stress. Yeah, so essentially, what are the reasons why people find it hard to sleep? And we'll go over some, obviously not all of them, but we'll go over some. Um, but number one, you said it right now. Yeah. Stress. Stress. Stress anxiety. anxiety is one of the number one things that people uh, can't sleep, right? So a lot of people, I mean going back to where I was gonna alluding to because my brain was going, is like a lot of people think about the future too much. A lot of people are so stressed and anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here yet, right? And I know it's easier said, I mean, it's easier said than done, but it's like a lot of people go to sleep and they're already thinking about the next day. They're already thinking about what I got to do the following day. They're worried about their work. They're worried about schoolwork. They're worried about their relationship. And their brain just starts going, going. And the anxiety that they're, that they're producing by having all these thoughts is essentially what's help like it, it affects your sleep well right? I, I mean i for one i have I've had a problem falling asleep my whole life and this is definitely one of those things that you're talking about is a huge reason for why i have trouble falling asleep um i'll you know be vulnerable and admit that and then the fact that i can't fall asleep because i know tomorrow i've got something and now i can't fall asleep it's like a double whammy yeah it's very normal it's very normal so, that's what we're talking about i mean i myself for me, it's more so of like, it's not necessarily stress, but it becomes stress because I, I think a lot about my future. Um, I'm very, obviously with this, I mean, I was doing the podcast, having my business. It's like, obviously I've, I've tuned into that entrepreneurial mindset, right? Where it's like, 
I mean, this is my life. I have, I want a family. I need to, I need to make money and I need to provide. Right. So those are the things that go on in my head. And I have had nights where I definitely, that keeps me up. That keeps me up because it's like, I am thinking about that. Um, I don't want to go, we'll talk about things you could do to, to help you. Unless you want to go straight into that, Chris. Because there's a lot of other things that that essentially make it harder for you to sleep. Maybe we can just list a couple real. Quickly. I mean, let's just list a couple, and then we'll yeah. go straight into because I, I we're getting really into it, and I want I want I want to give the people some solutions, some solutions, right? Yeah. And essentially, that's what they came for. I want to give them solutions. We're talking about all about this, but I want to give them solutions. But I mean, bef- before we move on, I mean, yes, yeah, stress and anxiety are one things that make it harder. Pain, pain, right? Certain, I mean, yeah, that one's kind of obvious, but definitely some people get stomach pain. Some people get. Uh, whatever pain somewhere else in their shoulders, but also emotional pain, mm-hmm. emotional pain, right? Things that some, 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 a loved one died or something or, or something like that. Just emotional pain, I think, and, and, and mental pain are also a big part of it where it's like, you're just thinking about a certain pain in your life that maybe you're, you know, the pain of not having a job or something like that. All that, it just, it's just different types of pain. Yep. Right. We have like, people may have certain health conditions like heartburn or asthma. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, even just disorders that we talked about. Uh, sleep apnea, insomnia, right? Insomnia is a is is a very real thing. Um, my mom kind of had a, not to get not to throw her in the bus or anything, like that, but yeah, she definitely had uh, uh some to some level of insomnia. Uh, and she was diagnosed with it, whatever they told her, and they gave her some stuff, um, which we'll talk about again. We're, we're leading our way to the solutions. Two things that I but, found affect me big time is caffeine. So I try to not have any afternoon that's just me um oh definitely and uh whenever i can't have i can't have caffeine after like 2 p.m <laughs> but it's true because i've noticed that yeah like i would i, I don't take pre-workout as often but when i did i would notice that i would take some like at you know i would go to the gym at like 2 30 in my head i'm like well it's too early i'm gonna take some caffeine but i would intake it and i could not sleep like i would not be able to fall asleep even though it was early i realized that intaking that caffeine even though at that time um made a difference so i mean Right off the bat, I can tell you guys, if you freaking realize, you know, take notice that. Like, if you're taking caffeine or if you're taking pre-workout or you're drinking coffee at a certain time and you're like, why can't I sleep? Take a note of that. Like, what's that? Like, I realize that when it's like anything later than 2.30, I realize that I can't sleep. Anything above that, right, 12, 10, I'm okay. Like, I could intake some caffeine and feel good. So those are things that you want to look out for and um, you're, in terms you're, of caffeine. you're creating a cycle. So, like, you know, you're not sleeping, so you're tired, so you take the caffeine and then you're not sleeping, so you're tired. You know, it's like this cycle. Um, so another thing for me that I found is alcohol. Um, if I've had, like, a couple drinks, like, I, that night I'm going to oh, sleep that bad. up your sleep. But, bed, you know, yeah. I haven't even noticed, like, two or three days after, if I'm just not doing it, like, I, it affects me for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, everyone, for, like, most people could, could yeah. uh, relate to that one, right? Obviously, It doesn't even have to be that much. It doesn't have to be that much. It does for me, affect your like, sleep. But, no, in general, you know, I, I feel like for a lot of people... Of people Yep, and then um, I mean, again, dieting itself, right? Could be could be affecting your sleep if you're not if you're not uh, essentially fueling your body, not eating enough. Your body's in a state of like essentially hunger, in a state of like I need food instead of survival. Um, so it essentially keeps you up. Uh, you start storing body fat, blah blah. These other things that we'll get into. But another thing that uh, I like to add on here is um, there's that one myth, right, where it's like don't eat after six or whatever, something like that. Yeah. I say myth because you could eat after six, guys. Stop. Overconsumption of calories is what gets you fatter, what gets you more gain more weight, right? That's that. But I will say I do find it a beneficial practice of not eating after six. Maybe later, later. 
But I say that because, like I was telling Chris, like I tell that to a lot of my clients because a lot of them will eat too close to bedtime. I'm not going to say, oh, after six, whatever. It's they eat too close to bedtime and it affects your digestion. It affects your sleep. Eating too close to bedtime hugely affects because think about it. I mean, logically, think about it. You're intaking that food and your body needs energy in order to digest that food. Well, your body's trying to digest the food while you sleep. You're not sleeping that well, right? Your heart rate's up, everything's up. So your body needs that energy in order to digest the food. So if you eat too close to bedtime, well, you're going to affect your sleep tremendously. And I realized that. I noticed that in myself because sometimes I would eat late at night because I would work out late. So one, I wasn't sleeping. Two, I was eating right before mm-hmm. bed. Um, and I definitely did not see the results come in, even though I was training my ass off, right? But my sleep was not where it was supposed to be, and I was eating like that. Um, it affected it tremendously. Yeah. I like I like that. I mean, the opposite end of that is going to bed like super hungry. Um, you know, if yeah, if, if if you need if you feel like you need something to fall asleep, like don't don't say I can't do that, you know, do what you feel like your body needs in that moment too. Like I'm not saying have a whole meal, but like a I think there's been a couple times where uh, I know I need like a little snack or something cuz I maybe didn't need that much or I ate super early. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, let's talk time. about solutions. Let's talk about this. What you guys came for? I mean, we kind of been talking about throughout the whole the whole podcast, um, solutions, things you could do to 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 help you sleep and to, to to, well, yeah, to help you sleep, to help you recover better. But this portion of the podcast is all right. This is what the people came for. Chris, come on. All right, we've got the solutions. So, what the hell do you tell someone that is having trouble sleeping, Chris? What I mean, obviously, it depends on what, why they're having trouble, like we just talked about. I think um, the biggest thing for me is having a routine. So my sleep is the best when I go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. And like I said, I've dealt with falling asleep problems all my life. And the times that I have the best sleep is when I'm going to bed at the same time and then waking up at the same time. So having that routine, I mean, there's ways to, to do that. I mean... Like we do a food journal with people. I think even having like a sleep Sleep journal journal, and like, you know, seeing what time you're going to bed and waking up, that's really insightful if you really want to work on this. I mean, you're, uh, I mean, there's such thing as a circadian rhythm, right? That's, it is a real thing. Like your body has an internal clock, right? And it knows essentially when to wake up, when to go to sleep. That's kind of why when you guys travel or something like that, your circadian rhythm is thrown off, right? So that's why you feel that jet lag. Jet lag. Because yeah. your body has an internal clock that it wants to follow, but you're somewhere else in a different time zone and you're all thrown off, right? You feel all, you mean you feel like crap because essentially your, your body is not sleeping the way it's used to sleeping. And I noticed that. And you can change this. A lot of people are like, no, well, I only I don't get sleepy until this time. It's not easy. I could I I know that, but I have worked with people and I have done it myself where it's like I have to force myself to change my sleep schedule and eventually your body it turn you change that clock, you change that internal clock. I mean, going back to what I was talking about, I had to wake up like at 5 a.m., things like that, right? My body wasn't used to doing things like that. It wasn't, well, I would wake up like at 4, actually. It wasn't used to that. It wasn't used to going to sleep like at 7, 8, right? I wasn't used yeah. to that. But I, I, little by little, right, as the class went on, I kept on doing it, kept on doing it. I just, I just became, they became a habit to do those things, right? Yep. Creating that daily habit, right? And eventually, that became my clock. I didn't need an alarm clock to wake up at that time. I didn't need, I didn't need to go to sleep and like force myself because my body would get tired at that time. I like to emphasize like the internal clock is a real thing and you can change it, guys. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. I've done there, I've been there, I've worked with people, but it is possible. You can change that clock. All it is is like Chris said, getting the routine, getting that routine done. And I think the biggest thing we control is what time we go to bed, 
and what we do before we go. So, you know, right, I, when we say routine, yeah, let's yeah, go a little deeper with the routine. There's so much that happens in the morning depends on what you do the day before. So I, I found like really focusing in and dialing in, like having a, a better sleep routine and um, going to bed at the same time. That's important. But one thing that I learned that was really fascinating to me is I part of my challenge in going to bed at a certain time when I know I have to get up early is I find myself resisting it and I won't, I'll do things that will kind of sabotage self-sabotage self-sabotage. And so there's actually out something out there called revenge bedtime procrastination. And I never heard of this until a few months ago. So what this is, is people actually delay going to sleep because either you're stressed or you don't have a lot of free time during your days. And so that little bit of free time that you have for yourself in the evenings, you are kind of prolonging that. And so it's a good opportunity for you to kind of take a look at, you know, why you might be delaying your own sleep. There's probably something deeper going on there. And that could even be as much as like a self-sabotage kind of pattern. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't hear, I didn't, I didn't until you mentioned it. Uh, obviously, before the podcast, we talked about before the podcast. Chris mentioned this uh, study, uh, revenge bedtime procrastination. It's a real thing, and I, the one that hit me most was because I I fall into the trap of that. I fall. We all. I mean, I've had people that, like they mindlessly scroll right before before bedtime or something like that, and it's only because they feel like it's like you said the time for themselves. Like hey, like I have, I freaking worked all day. I did all this. I was socially, you know, like let me just take some time for myself and do something like that, you know, something like that. And I fall into that. Sometimes I fall into that where I've had a busy day, and I don't want to do anything, and I'll just put like I don't know YouTube on or something, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah, not knowing that that affect. I mean I know, but at the moment all you are you worried about is like I need some time for myself. I want to do something for myself, right? And I'll fall into that. I fall into like and then you know my bedtime comes and I'm watching something and I end up instead of going to sleep, I end up doing that and it definitely affects my sleep. Right. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people do fall into that where it's like, this is my meet my me time and I need to do yeah. this. Um, and it's a real thing. And it's like a lot, a lot of people fall into this. So don't, don't, don't be ashamed that, you know, that's how you feel because I mean, why wouldn't you want some of that time for yourself? Right. But there are better habits of creating like for instead, in, instead of freaking being on the phone, well, they read a book, right. That's not, it's not as strenuous. It's not as it won't keep you up as much. Um, little things like that. But going back to the routine, I think a big one too, Chris, is I mean, just doing the exact same things. Yeah. Right. What I mean by that is like, I have an order. For me, it's like, you know, it's like I take out my contacts, I brush my teeth, I wash my face. It's like all that, I do it in the exact same order every single day. I, so that kind of tricks your mind psychologically to be like, oh, it's bedtime. Right. I turn off I turn off my lights and I turn the candle on every single night, like every single night before I go to bed. I turn the candle on. I turn off my lights. So all those little cues, like little by little, it kind of tricks your mind to like, oh, it's time to go to bed. Right. And I've seen that work again. It takes some time. I know guys. a lot of you guys are probably like, well, I've tried all this. I tried this. Yes. But anything in life, it takes time. You just have to be patient. Right. In due time, it would happen. It's going to happen. You're going to change those habits. Habits are not easily broken. So if you have the habit of being on your phone and if you have the habit of procrastinating before you go to bed, if you have the habit of doing certain things, you have the habit of eating that bowl of cereal at night, it's a habit that you've created because you did it consistently. So just how you fell into that habit, you could fall out by building a new habit. And that's what I want to emphasize the most. I know like uh, I had 
some situations where I'd be working. I'm like, oh, I can do a little bit of work I, or I've got to do a little, some work oh, tonight. I've done this too. Like some programming for clients or something, thinking I could just do that, turn off my computer and go to bed. And those are the nights that I can't fall asleep. I've very clearly learned that. Yeah, I, I trust me. I, <laughs> you I know I that one. That. Yeah, I do that. I fall into that trap of working and programming at night. Um, definitely. But it all stems back for me. Like I need some free time. Right. So I'll watch my YouTube videos first and then I'm like, damn, <laughs> I got a program. Right. So it's like, it all stems from me just procrastinating my bedtime. Yeah. Um, that, but also the environment, the creating huge. So yeah. So what you guys, so like you guys heard me, I turn on a candle. I, I like, I have a, I have a habit of like all my pillows. I, I take them all off to a certain area cause I have a couple, couple pillows in my bed and then I use my same pillow. Not saying you guys have to do that, but that's part of my the environment I create for myself. I turn on my fan. It is. It could be freaking twenty degrees outside, guys. I still turn on my fan. Some white noise. Yeah, but that's yeah. only because the environment I'm creating for myself. So if you create a comfortable environment to sleep in, it helps. For example, I have dark curtains, right? Us as humans, we need somewhere dark. We need somewhere cool. We need somewhere quiet, right? So temperature is huge. So for me, again, I turn on my candle, right? So it's a, it's. I have blackout curtains, so it's kind of dark in there. I turn on my fan because I want it cool, right? So it's like all all these little things are for me to create that environment that I want to sleep in. So creating a different environment, not having your, you know, some people fall asleep with their TV on or something. Oh, it's like, well, turn I it off. I used to do that. Right? Oh, turn it off. Horrible. Creating that environment for yourself is a huge game changer to be able to sleep. Yeah, I used. To, uh, there was a period where I would fall asleep with um, the TV on. And now I try not to even have a TV in my bedroom, so... Yeah, I don't have one. Um, I don't have a TV in my bedroom for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I could I, easily fall into the trap of yeah. <laughs> of watching something. Temperature is important, though, too. I mean, that's I I had to move apartments yeah, this yeah. year just because I was so hot. Your so. your your body needs what is it? Do you know this this that, Chris? Your body needs to drop a bill. I believe like to it, it needs to drop. I don't know, like three degrees cooler than your body temperature. I'm, yeah. I'm probably butchering this, but. Your body does need to drop degrees, like your internal body temperature has to drop in order for you to actually fall asleep. Well, I, you know, one one hack that I've tried with that is I have taken like a warm bath, like a hot bath before bedtime, and um, sometimes that with like some Epsom salts, lavender will help me uh, fall asleep. If I'm, you know, I I don't know, it's it's interesting. It's like the the body gets really warm, but then it cools down. Um, uh, here it is. It says all of your sleep. Yeah, it needs to be about yeah something as simple as like one or two degrees lower, um, in the daytime. Sixty five degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, I'm trying to look it up for you guys, but you get the point. It definitely needs to be cool. But like Chris said, yeah, definitely. I I take hot baths as well. I I, I like when I'm really tired and I'm really exhausted, or like I did a long hike. I think I've explained this before on the podcast. After a long hike and I know I need to sleep, I take an Epsom salt bath. Um, it does have magnesium in it too, by the it way. Does, yep. about magnesium, it does, yep. It does, yep. Um, so it definitely things like that. I mean, find the things that make you that make you cool. I mean, not cool down. They make you essentially mellow out, I guess. Right. Like for me, I also sometimes doing some mobility work before sleep. Right. So I, I don't always do this. It's not part of my routine. But sometimes it's like finding that thing that's gonna just mellow me out, bring my heart rate down. Right. Doing some mobility work. More like stretching because mobility could get pretty hard rate up, but or it's even like, like foam rolling. Yeah, is really like I've, I've foam rolled before. I've gone to sleep. That that actually is uh, 
neurologically that tells your body to um, calm down it starts a recovery process already when you start yeah. doing that I mean, self-myofascial release. Yes. So it's yeah. like essentially foam rolling. I mean, it's not really so much of the physical aspect. It's more so the psychological aspect of what I've learned. Where it's like when you foam roll, like Chris said, it gives that your brain that signal to it's like, hey, let's relax. All right. So definitely hot bath. What do you think about working out at night? So again, that's a good trainer. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> I say I always say that, guys, because I mean, if. if if I I always emphasize this on the podcast, and I'm saying it again. If you ask a question to a trainer, and the trainer has a a, a very here's the answer, he's probably not a good trainer, right? Because he hasn't asked you any, he hasn't asked you about anything. He hasn't asked more questions about it. He hasn't he hasn't had enough information to actually create an answer, right? So I always I'm always going to answer with it depends on the podcast, and when it's never going to. When we we do that a lot here, we share stories about ourselves, hoping that someone can take something and learn from it, rather than just give like. The answer. The, this yeah, is the answer. At the end of the day, working with people, I mean, you find out that there is no such thing as the answer, right? Because everything, everyone's thing is going to be different. Um, the solutions that we're, we're listing here, the reason why we list so many is because maybe one of those things is good for you, right? Maybe this thing is good for you. Maybe the other is not. So it's like pick out, try the things that we're telling you and see what works for you. As trainers, that's what we do a lot. We give people the solutions like, hey, let's try this out. And some things, some things don't work. Something that's not meant for that person, but then other things are. Same thing with training. How we do that, we figure out what essentially works for them and what doesn't, right? And then we go from there. So all these things that we're talking about, guys, maybe th- some of this is not you, but then some of it is. So tr- give it a try. You don't lose anything. As a matter of fact, you have nothing. Anything, you have nothing to lose, but everything to gain, right? So just try these little things. Um, but yeah, I went on a tangent there. We're talking about but, working out at night. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what, how is that? Oh, does that how does that affected you? Okay, so in your it sleep? definitely like what's funny you mentioned that because I don't know, but uh, if I told you, but two days ago I actually my my friend wanted to go work out, um, and it was like it was like nine o'clock, and, and I said yes only because, I mean, it's what's my best friend. Just leave it as that. He, he, you know, I was like it's my best friend. He wants to go. All right, whatever. Just go ahead and work out. But. It definitely messed up my sleep. Right? Well, one, because it threw my schedule off. But two, I definitely felt exhausted the next day because, I mean, it it it, it woke me up. Like, it, when you work, when you go work out, I mean, it turns on your central nervous system, right? So, it you're, we have something, our central, our, our nervous system is, is, is essentially you have your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system, right? So, when you work out, you, that sympathetic nervous system turns on, right? Meaning your body goes into that fight or flight mode. Right. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but essentially your body goes into that fight or flight mode. So you're alert, you're awake. Right. When you're working out. So in order to go to sleep, you got to, I mean, essentially get out of that. So if you work out too late, you're in that state of mind. You're in that. Your nervous system is, is, is well, it's awake. It's alert. So it makes it a lot harder for you to actually go to sleep. Um, so with that said, it could for most people, again, for most people working out at night probably isn't the best or at least too close to, to your bedtime. But there are a lot of people out there who have no problem. They love working out at night, and it actually helps them sleep, right? That's what I'm saying. It depends because there's some people out there that, even though that happens, you know, that happens to parasympathetic, sympathetic, everything I just talked about, even though that certain nervous system turns on, they're able to mellow out right before bed. They're able to go back into that state of mind. They're able to go back to that parasympathetic, right? Um, and it, that works for them. So, again... 
it depends. It really depends. I, for me, I can't work well, out at night. For you, maybe you can, but yeah, there might be people out there too that that's the only time they can fit it in their exactly. schedule. So, so it depends. So yeah. I'm not gonna say yes or no. Um, I will say though, there is a time for everybody that I feel like you get better sleep if finding that time frame, right? Does that make sense? So yeah. it's like for me, sometimes when I work out at a certain time, it's like at an, it's like for me, it's believe it or not, it's around like. 10 to 12 ish noonish anything after that i feel like it does affect me a little bit not not crazy but when i get my workouts in at that time i feel the best like i feel energized i feel like i could actually go to sleep i i, I exert enough energy it's like that for me that time frame is the best time for me to to work out right mm -hmm. but i mean pay attention to that a lot of people should pay attention to like what times they work out and see how they feel better right how does it affect how does it affect them um in terms of sleep I will just add into like one thing I've learned as a trainer who was not getting all the sleep that I wanted, you know, especially when we were at crunch and working a lot of hours is having like a short nap. I, I was never a nap person, but having like a 20, 15 to 30 minute nap, nothing more than that really kind of helped reset, reset me. Sure. So that's, that's another thing that's worked for me. I mean, like I said, n I never in my life napped. But with uh, the crazy schedule that I adopted, <laughs> you know, that, it's that's cold. when it's called uh, getting old, Chris. One strategy no, that really helps. <laughs> no, no, Chris, right. Because I've never napped in my life. In the time that I was in community college, um, I was had like two jobs. I had I was like all this other stuff in my life. Right. Um, I would nap. I actually would nap during during like I would nap in my car between classes or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And it definitely helped me out. Um now it would be it's better a off. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, it would be better off to just get your actual right. sleep because, like Chris said, yeah, it could be just you don't want to rely on like, oh, well, I'm just gonna take my nap because then that actually, again, we have an internal clock. I've noticed that when I take naps and I would do it consistently, it would be like my nap time would like your body li would really literally get sleepy at that time. And that's going to affect you because let's say you're, you're on the job or you get a new job or something else happens in your life and, you know, you just have to change your schedule up a little bit. It's going to affect you bad because you're used to that nap, right? So it's like you don't want to get into the habit of, 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 of always relying on a nap like that and just instead of addressing the problem of like, hey, let me just get more sleep. Yeah. Um, I do want because I insomnia is something that I have struggled with since I was a kid. Um, I do want to just put out there a book that I've read hmm. uh, for our listeners that has an actual plan on how to improve your sleep. It's called Say Goodnight to Insomnia, the six-week drug-free program developed at Harvard. And it's by Greg D. Jacobs. I think he sounds, he's a doctor, a PhD. Hmm. So again, Say Goodnight to Insomnia. That's really helped me. It kind of walked me through a plan. Um, and I just wanted to offer that out there. Definitely. Um, going back to the Exomia thing. Um, by the way, where could people get that, Chris? Amazon? I just looked it up on Amazon, and it was, yeah, really easy to get. There you go. Look it up, definitely. I mean, you heard it from him. He's used it. He's helped him out a lot. Uh, going back, which reminded me about my mom and things like that. Um, her diet. Her diet. Her diet. Um, we changed her diet. I say we like if I was helping her. her the doctors she was working with and the people she was working with at the time uh, changed her diet, and that actually helped her out a lot. Well, um, what kind of diet? I can't necessarily say because, again, it depends on who you are, what you're already intaking. But like like we always say, right, a whole non-processed diet, so no, no, no processed stuff, change to a whole diet, things that don't have a label, right? 
um, getting the enough amount of protein, carbs, fats, like kind of like we talked about in the beginning. But changing her diet was huge. Um, that's awesome. Again, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to say what types of food. But from what I remember, that's essentially what they had her do. And that was the biggest change. And one of the clients that I talked about in the beginning were where he had problems, the doctor, um, I mean, obviously we were working together. I was working with the doctor, but a lot of the things that he told him was diet, was diet related. Mm. Right. So I feel like it always starts from the inside out. It was diet related. He would, he would tell me certain things. And then obviously I'll, I'll tell him from a trainer perspective, what I think about those things. But a lot of it was definitely diet related. Well, wow, that's, that's fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. But anyways, that was we've covered a lot today covered a lot it was a lot it was a little longer than our usual podcast but i feel like it, it was definitely needed this is a very interesting topic and honestly we could still talk about more <laughs> um i mean i think so yeah but that was that was fun chris as always uh, podcasting yeah. is always fun but sleep is the foundation of everything that's why we could talk about it so much i mean you yeah. know i mean we have so much experience on it we'll probably have to do another episode on this <laughs> let's do it no probably or part two of this thing. I don't know. Let us know, guys, if you guys want to listen to more more of on our, our stories and more on, on sleep and recovery. But um, in terms of, real quick before we end it, um, in terms of, obviously, we talked about a lot of things, solutions. We talked about how you feel. Um, at the end of the day, we're talking, we're doing this episode to, to because it could be that one thing of why you're not progressing in the gym, right? Of why you're not seeing results, of why you've been stuck, right? Could be from you not recovering, from you not sleeping enough, right? So again, when you work out, guys, working out, I've always said, is an adaptation to your body, right? You got to give that body a reason to adapt, right? So if, 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 when you work out, what I want to say is when you work out, your body is getting essentially ripped apart right your your body is your your damaged. muscles yeah your body and your and your muscles are getting damaged you're l- quite literally ripping up the m- muscle tissues in your body so no matter if you're whatever if you're running or or if you're working out if you're lifting weights your body is getting essentially used up and damaged so i always tell my clients you don't grow and you don't change your body you don't change your physique when you're working out your body actually changes and your body adapts when you're recovering Right? Does that make sense? So we're tearing our bodies apart. We're tearing our muscles apart when we're working out. So that is not when we're growing. We grow after the fact. Our bodies grow. Like, like I said, our bodies need to adapt. We need a reason to grow. But if we're not giving it that space, that recovery to grow, we're not going to change your body. Is that making sense? That's a great reminder. Right? Does that make sense? So, again, the reason why we were able to adapt and our bodies are able to change is because of after the fact. Not during. Not during that run. Not during that lift. Not during the gym. It is after. So the part of recovery and sleep is actually more important than the actual process of you just going to the gym. I think so. Because if you don't have that recovery aspect, if you don't have that that, that part of, of your routine down, it's, it's kind of worthless, right? Because that's where we grow. Your body grows after the fact, not during. Yep. So 100%. key point there. That's just what I wanted to get across. Key point in this podcast. Great closing thoughts. But anyways, yeah. that was fun. Anything else you got to say, Chris? No, this has been great. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. Well, as always, you guys could uh, let us know anything that you guys want to talk about. You guys could send us a DM at the Life, Life Lifted Pod on Instagram. You can find me at It's Coach Mike. All right, just kidding. It's Coach Molina on Instagram. I changed my I changed my tag. That's you awesome. See that? I saw that. It's yeah. Coach Molina on Instagram. If you have anything, any questions or concerns, you can find Chris at Chris Musser. Yep. Right on Instagram as well. Um, and until next time, this has been the Life Lifted Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Life Lifted Podcast. 
If you like today's episode, give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to lift your mind, body, and soul, follow us for more episodes. Show support by sharing life lifted with your friends and family. Until next time, stay lifted.